We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom, you'll see the link to our Patreon site. All right, this is a review over on our Facebook page for the Betrayed Addicted Expert. And it is from a therapist who says, this is finally a place to send clients to get some really good insight to betrayal trauma and it is game changing, which is awesome, thank you. Yeah, it's great to hear from other therapists and um, we want to be an asset for you and help you as much as possible. And we're pro therapy and we're pro good therapy. So, um, we also, we like having good resources and good people that we, we work with and refer to. And so I love hearing from, from a, a fellow therapist. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being cool. here. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's, uh, some buzzwords in this recovery space and, um, with relationships and things like that, things like boundaries and safety and, um, you know, uh, so we're going to talk about one of those buzzwords today, which is transparency is I need transparency in my marriage. And I think sometimes, um, people throw that out and they don't actually know what they're talking about. It's just, I want you to be honest. I want you to be open. Um, I want you to be transparent. So the goal of our episode today is to, to really outline what does it mean to be transparent in your marriage? What does it feel like to be in a marriage where there's transparency? Mm, that's um, interesting. Can you, can you start with like, okay, so what if we didn't have the history of betrayal and addiction? Because I think that's where my head went this week on thinking about this topic is where's my own stuff coming through on this where I can't see what's really a healthy and normal way of looking at well, transparency? Well, so, so it... You know, can you, can you always trust your emotions? No, your emotions aren't gr- always grounded in reality. So as a, as a, you know, someone who's experienced betrayal trauma, you might freak out over little tiny things and, and you feel like your spouse isn't being transparent. At the same time, maybe the, the person who's wanting to hide things is trying to gaslight you to get you to think that you're crazy so that you back off and you don't discover some things. So you get caught in this quandary of, you know, like, am I crazy or is my gut and my intuition actually telling me that something's not there and there's, there's a lack of transparency in my marriage and how do you differentiate between those two? So just, just to make sure that I understand what you're saying, I'm just thinking it from my shoes, right? Having, manipulated you with gaslighting and all kinds of things, Ashlyn. So what you're saying is, is is we can't trust emotions to keep us grounded in reality. We can't trust that emotions will keep us grounded in reality. And when you have a partner who gaslights you into thinking that you're crazy about something that you're actually pretty grounded in reality on, then it makes us second guess ourselves. And then we think maybe I, maybe I am crazy or maybe I am off off kilter with this and, and and is that right if the crazy making is happening in the marriage then chances are it's coming from some lack of transparency okay but but it also could be coming from some uh, trauma response as well 
And so let's give an example. Let's let's talk about an example of, of what transparency would look like in a, in a marriage and in a marriage where there has been some betrayal trauma. Okay. okay. So um, you were kind of talking about a, a similar example, but um, let's say let's say that I uh, I'm the client or whatever. I'm the, I'm the guy, right? And I want to uh, go to lunch with a coworker, okay? And so I go to lunch with this coworker. We talk about business. We don't do anything really inappropriate. I come home and my wife sees my text messages setting up this lunch with this coworker and she freaks out and, and accuses me of not being transparent. Have I been transparent? No. I haven't. Why not? Because you didn't share all the details. Well, I, didn't, I didn't. Go ahead, Ashley. I don't know that it's even sharing all the details. It's, it's just being able to, I would look at it like, hey, I'm going to go to lunch with this coworker. Um, does this feel okay? Does it feel safe? Or, hey, I'm going to invite this other dude to come with us. So it's like a three Kay. person or something like that. I just, the knowing beforehand would have helped me. So let, let me take this a step further because it does the story doesn't end there. Okay? okay. So my wife freaks out and then I turn the tables and I tell her, you know what? Like, when are you going to get over this? When are you going to get off my back? I didn't do anything wrong. Like, Brandon. can't I live my life? Right. This has happened. Really? Oh, this us. totally happened. Oh, absolutely. I took Ashlyn on a business trip and when Ashlyn was, and, and the girls were with, you had the girls when they were little. I don't remember this. And we were at a convention and Ashlyn had to go to bed early mm. just because with the girls. And it was the last night of the, of the convention. And after all of the hubbub with all of the, the people that I worked with, um, then there was the, okay, it's, it's one in the morning and my coworkers and I were like, let's get something to eat because we're starving. Right. And both of my phones had died hours before that. And, and I have no way of communicate. Well, I had ways to communicate <laughs> with Ashlyn, but I just figured I'm, I'm just working. Right. Right. And, um, finally Ashlyn texts one of my coworkers is, is this, I want to ask, is this before or after she knew about any of the affairs? This is after first the affair. first affair. Okay. I knew about the first. Yeah. Not in recovery. Not in, right. not even a little bit in recovery. So I, so she was freaking out and, and uh, my coworker responded and said, hey, I just got a text in your wife. It's like, yeah, both my phones died. I couldn't tell her where I was or who, you know, whom I was with. And, and we were with a group of coworkers, male and female. But Ashlyn was totally freaking out. And I honestly was like, I have to, I've like, I remember, I totally remember thinking this. I've been working like 20 hour days the last like three days. And you're trying to paint a picture that's not reality, that's unfair, that's not right. And how, like, how can you go there? Right. And I was, I was the dude, I was the douche who was crazy making and I just felt so judged and wronged even though the first affair had already taken place I was so blinded and and you're on the cusp of a second affair mm -hmm. right so you're in the middle of that and you're saying 
you're saying, what, Ashlyn? I went out with some women late at night, you know, like, <laughs> well, what, like, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell anybody or anything, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and from my eyes, his affairs happened within work environment, right? right. You're spending 20 hour days with these mm-hmm. people. And so I was super honest with that gal I reached out to and her husband had had an affair on her. And I just said, without saying this is what Kobe's done, I just said, you can understand why this is upsetting to me that he's out with you girls. Right. And it makes me feel really uncomfortable and I don't feel like I just need truth here. And she was super great in mm-hmm. saying, I super understand. And I am like, I am here. His phones are dead. He really, is, that's lucky. Yeah. yeah. Super. Right. Yeah. Super. But, uh, but here's the thing. Okay. Let's come back to trans. Can you hear the douche in me in that situation though? <laughs> well, just the denial. Well, the... I just say you're very, you're very out of touch with, Super. With helping her heal after she's been betrayed. But, right? but see, that, I was the last thing you were doing there. Helping her heal, let's just be really, really honest here. Helping her heal was not anywhere on my radar. No. It was defending what I thought was perfectly okay. Right. It was all about you it in was, that moment. Totally. Right. And not understanding where she was actually. No, at. I had zero right. understanding with of, of where you were. And it's like looking back on it, how how horrifying would it be to be in a hotel room with your two little babies and then think where in the world is my husband because I haven't heard from him. And I will preface it with, he was at a job that worked with probably 80% women, like beautiful women. Mm -hmm. And they had, they were really big into social media. And so they had posted pictures earlier that day with Kobe. Uh So Kobe surrounded hugs of like eight beautiful women and Kobe posted on Facebook. And so that's where my head is. Ashton, you had no reason to be triggered (laughs) at all. (laughs) And and I had the audacity to to blow it up in in your face and to gaslight you in those situations. Okay, but but how is this a breakdown of transparency? Because it is. Okay. Transparency boundaries like So but let's define the transparency part of it. What 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 is like what how are you not being transparent in this scenario? Well, well, and what would transparency look like? Transparency would, t- to me, what that looks like is, is being transparent in setting my expectations of where, like, what's going on with me, and and where I am. Like okay. my phones died, or they're about to die, and uh-huh. this is what we're gonna do, and this is who I'm going with. Yeah, yeah that's that's kind of what I'm thinking, and maybe I'm totally off here as far as the. Okay, but I want to play devil's advocate just a little bit here. I okay. I don't want to be controlled by my wife. Right. <laughs> I don't want her hovering over me, seeing like telling me everything I can and can't do, and mm-hmm. and shooting all over me. I mm-hmm. don't want that. Okay. But I also want safety and I want trust in my relationship and I want a transparent relationship. Can both exist? I want my wife to trust me, but I want my own independence to do what I want to do. I want my autonomy <laughs> and I want trust. That's such crap. I, here's how I see it, and this is probably a really dumb way of seeing it, but when there is um, secrets of any kind, mm-hmm. that's when I don't, I see no transparency of, that is when there's like this, I need to have my secret life, this is my work life, you don't yeah. need to be a part of it, or these are my friends and you don't need to be a part of it. That's where it was really confusing and hurtful to me. So it it wasn't like I wanted to control. It was like, let me be a part of your world. Right. And I wanted to keep a veil um, of secrecy, maybe, probably, 
Was I thinking that exactly? No, but I wanted to have a veil of autonomy um, where I could decide how much or how little you knew. You know, and try this experiment. Go home today, um, unlock your phone, and give it to your spouse for an hour. And just like give it to them. Just see. And, and the experiment is to see how you feel. Yeah. How do you feel if they have total access to everything on your phone? And uh, for an hour, they can just rummage through whatever. If, if you can hand it to them and it's like no problem. Without hurrying and adjusting anything. Yeah, yeah. Not, n- yeah. without any fake apps that hide this or that or whatever. It's just yeah. like you just hand it to them. Then you're probably pretty transparent in your relationship. If what I just said freaks you out and it terrifies you, you better look at it because you're not being very transparent. What do you have to hide in your relationship? That's really probably the perfect way to describe that for and me because so I was if, that guy who would freak. What if you really aren't hiding? Like you're not having an affair. You're not looking at porn. You're not mess- like you're not doing those things. But yet that still freaks you out to say, here's my phone. Well, is then, that possible? Yeah. I, yeah. Think that, I think that that is. Yeah. Because there's still shame there about somebody seeing more about who you are and knowing you and or yes. accusing. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and there still might be some fear there of like, well, sh- she might find something that it, she misinterprets. Exactly. And then she's That's gonna how freak I freak out. And, but here's the thing. A transparent person, if I'm transparent and I go to my wife and she finds something that she thinks I'm, let's say she thinks I'm having an affair. Yeah. I won't freak out about her pain and about her fear. She'll freak out about it. But if there's nothing there, if I know I'm a transparent man, if I know I'm an honest man, then I can actually be very connected and interdependent with her in that moment and understand why she's feeling what she's feeling and hear her out and, and be there for her because I got nothing to defend. Yeah. Right. And so, meaning you can endure any emotional, any places of emotional hijack that she's experiencing and say, even though she might be emotional right now and there might be some false accusations, I know that she's in a hard place and I can be okay being perhaps even falsely accused in the moment, realizing she's in like an emotionally compromised place. Because I got nothing to hide. Because I'm transparent. So then I can connect to her. If I'm not transparent, then I'm gonna defend i'm gonna i'm going to like turn the tables and crazy make a little bit so that i can deflect so i can hide this thing here hide this thing there let me give you a really a real life example for me on that then okay so the second affair had ended and i was like i wanted the i wanted the most dance space possible between me and what had happened and i didn't want any, anything of that. I didn't want anything in my life or on my phone to indicate that that's what was going on, right? So while I was like really focused on being sober, right? And not acting out. And while I was really focused on trying to put separation between me and what had happened, I still had this enormous undercurrent of shame that I could not let go of my phone. It never came out of a pocket. It never sat on the counter ever because just the fear and the shame of being discovered somehow. You were um, so caught in that, in that feedback loop, in that rut of yeah, like, I've got to hide something. I got to hide something. Exactly. Even though in that current moment I wasn't acting out. Right. And that might've been like a six month span or something like that, a nine month span. 
even though I wasn't acting out, I was still freaked out and in total shame when it came to my phone. So I, even though I wasn't currently engaged in that, I was freaking out because I was not willing to be transparent because of what might be discovered, right. what could be discovered from the past. Right. So what we just talked about, I totally lived. I don't know how many times I lived it, not just about the second affair, but just about all the instances of, you know, looking at porn and, and acting out, et cetera. I mean, so. you can just hear the attachment problems there in the relationship is... Uh, like I've got to hide some things. I can't be completely authentic in my relationship totally. because I might get found out. What kind of relationship are you re really going to have? What kind of foundation of trust will you really have if that's where you're at in your relationship? Yeah, it's pretty incredible because I was so fearful of being rejected by you, Ashlyn, that I pushed you away with what I did. You created it. Yeah. You created rejection from her because you were so scared of getting rejected by yeah. her. It's like I got an out plan. Yeah. The, here's, here's the here's the thing is there's a lot of things that I don't tell my wife. There's a lot of things that I don't disclose, I don't talk about, I don't tell her. Um, so, in fact, I would say there's more things that I don't tell her than I do tell her. So let me explain. Um, I, I have a ton of thoughts throughout the day. I do a ton of things. Um, I interact with a whole bunch of people. And at the end of the night, if I sat down and told her every thought I had and every, it would be overwhelming and it just wouldn't make much sense, right? Um, so being transparent doesn't mean that you have to do constant disclosure with your spouse. Um, I, I, if my wife asked me anything, I'd tell her. It's like, yeah, I'd be open. Yeah, and, but, but like, you know, we all, we, we, there is autonomy. We, we are independent of our spouse and we're connected to our spouse. And my wife knows that she could ask me anything and, and I feel like I could ask her anything about her day or what she thinks about this or you know where she's at spiritually or emotionally or whatever. And, and she's, my, my wife's fairly transparent, right? Um, and so then we have that trust together where um, I trust that she's out right now in this very moment, she's not next to me. I don't know what she's doing. Um, but I know if I asked her, hey, what'd you do this morning? She'd fill me in and she'd tell me the truth, right? But I'm not going to go home and say, hey, give me a, 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 everything about you and what you did all day long. Because then I'm just caught in fear and control. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. What is, what's going through your head on that, Ashlyn? No, it sounds like a healthy way of looking at things and for both sides so that you aren't stuck in fear. Like, Hey, I can ask you and you're going to tell me yeah. without this defensiveness or you're going to make, you're going to make sure you tell me the things that you might, yeah, that, that are might look bad, important. right? Like, yeah. Hey, I want to make sure you understand. I get um, messages from men on social media that I just show him like, right. Hey, I'm declining this, but just so you know, mm -hmm. like I do get these messages right? and it's not anything, but it's just, Hey, just so you know, I text women about work and, but my, I'd feel perfectly fine if my wife had my phone and she knows I text them about work and I'm open about that. And I, there's no, there's nothing to hide there. And, but, but I don't go out of my way to say, here's every last text that I've ever made. So right, what right? perpetuates that, that, um, thought process that I need to disclose like everything fear. So, so what happens after betrayal oftentimes is now I need to know everything about you so I can control everything about what's going on so that I can keep myself safe. And what it actually does is it undermines rebuilding 
the foundation of a, of a healthy relationship, which is built on trust, which is, look, you've got to go out and be you. And I need to know that you will let me know if you hurt me. You will let me know if there's things that I need to know and that you're not in denial and you're not justifying not telling me the hard things, um, that you that if I ask you things, you'll be honest. But at the same time, I've got to trust that you are an agent unto yourself and and the person that you are is creating safety with me even when I'm not around. Yeah. Right? Both those things exist at the same time and that in a is healthy a relationship. Hard place to get to, Brandon, because in those beginnings of betrayal it is such a confusing how do I trust myself when I've like given myself it's all this very confusion difficult. and where is this thought coming from? Is it fear or am I being guided or right. is it my gut? And Like if Kobe were to go on a business trip to Europe right now, because I know that's where a lot of the acting out happened right. and stuff, um, you could have him on FaceTime the whole time, Ashlyn. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, where are Let you? See what are you doing? Text me. What are you doing? Right? And that actually wouldn't build trust. You, you would be building trust in your ability to control him and watch what he's doing, right? Yeah. What would now this wouldn't build trust either for us to say, hey, Ashton, butt out of Kobe's life. He's going to Europe and he might have a great time and get over it. That's not going to build trust. Right. So no. what, what builds trust? It's knowing that Kobe's going there, working his own recovery as a man in recovery, as a man who wants to create safety for his wife, who who's going to be honest if he slips up and makes mistakes because you could. You're human. You could make some mistakes, right? But you're going to own it. You're going to be accountable. You're going to be transparent about it. That's going to build trust in your relationship, right? Yeah. So it sounds like to me a part of it is for the betrayed or the once betrayed is that you have to let go of um, his choices. You have to say your choices are yours. I, I hope you come to me in trust and safety and honesty and that I can be safe for you. Yes. But your choices are yours. But there's a paradox to this. You want transparency. You want the other person to tell you, be able to tell you everything, right? But to to know that they're transparent and that they're trustworthy and that they're honest, you got to kind of back off and see if they are. And it's scary. Right? And it's scary. (laughs) So, and you could get hurt if you're not constantly hovering over everything that they're doing, right? So, so um, question, because um, in our story, a lot of the lack of transparency was around the opposite sex at work um, in that environment. And so even now, I think when we go, we've gone out to dinner before, Kobe just lacked boundaries, I think, with the opposite sex. Totally did. And so when we'd even go out to dinner... And he, we'd be out with friends, right? And this is before recovery. No, this, this is actually in recovery. This was? This example, yeah. Oh, boy. Wait for it. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> wait, wait for the example, Kobe. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, he's like scared now. No, I totally it's happening. Like, oh, so it's man. not super bad, but with our history, it didn't have me in a good place. And obviously, I remember it. So we're sitting at dinner, and the waitress comes up, and she's like, telling us whatever, right? Introducing herself. And Kobe leans over and he puts his, come over, puts his hand on her forearm. Just like, hey, um, I want you to bring me the best, da, da, da. And he's like telling her. And I remember looking going, I look stupid. Like I'm his wife 
and, he, and he's touching her. He's touching totally. this other woman, mm-hmm. and we're with another couple who knows our story. Yeah, and they're probably going, "What? This is Kobe. Weird. Yeah. What? Like that's you don't even know this woman, right?" And so I remember in that moment, just kind of it shut me down a little mm-hmm. of like, "What? What's going on?" Right. And being able to tell him, saying, "Hey, in that moment, that was weird. Right. Like that's actually not appropriate." And being able to help him understand, like, because I really do feel he had no idea. Like, these things were so ingrained in him of, like, I I can do this because I'm, it's letting me know or letting you know that I care or whatever, right. whatever his intentions were. And so it was really this surprise to him sometimes when I would tell him. And I don't know if that was you in gaslighting me or you really were uh, unaware do you know? <laughs> no, there, there's there's no question that, I, I mean, I remember Amy Andrus, our therapist, telling me this very, very, like probably one of the first visits is like, sex addiction is is one of many things, but one of them, which is boundary failure. And I was like, yeah, that's Greek. What are you talking about? But this is an example of that where I thought it was okay to put my hands on the opposite sex and, 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 and do that. Like that was, like that was but, okay. But, but it's interesting because I want to, I just want to check something out here. Cause this, I think oftentimes, um, there feelers are being put out. So it's like, well, I'm going to just like break this boundary a little bit and just see how this person responds. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where the integrity and the transparency of the recovering addict comes into play. Like, like we were talking about a similar situation where like, let's say I, I was like, um, a coworker. I'm like, look, I'll walk you to your car so you don't get, you know, attacked by a mean old, a mean man or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe I'm walking her to the car because I really care about her safety and I just want her to get in the car safe. Maybe I'm walking her to the car because it's a little bit of a connection with her and I just want to see where she's going to go with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And what is my intention? I might be doing the same thing, but my intention behind it could be different. And this is where my transparency needs to come up and my ownership of it, of, you know what? I, I wanted to walk that girl to the car because I wanted to flirt with her. So I need to be careful about walking her to the car. And I can tell myself all day long, it's about trying to protect her, right? But actually I wanted to flirt with her. So I'm not gonna do that anymore. Do you see the honesty there? Yeah, uncovering with the yourself, intention. with yourself. Yeah. yeah. So that so and 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 your spouse will trust you if you are if you do have that integrity and if you do have that accountability within yourself, then you're a transparent, honest man, right? Yeah. And now, now you might say, when I touched that waitress's arm, I was oblivious. I didn't have any intentions. I wanted the best hamburger she could bring me, <laughs> right? So whatever it is, or right? it, it, likely. I can remember that situation clearly, clearly. Um, and it is likely that that was just simply me seeking validation from someone else yeah. because of the spot that we were in. And I think that I honestly believe, just thinking back on that, I think that was before we started recovery. I really do. It wasn't. Okay. I, I but But my point with it is, is if it was then it was really, really early. It was, for sure. And it was clearly another one of those layers of Kobe's a big mindless onion, and so we're going to peel back. 
<laughs> the layers of mindlessness over and over again. But I'm, but I'm certain it wasn't just like my interaction with the opposite sex was definitely about validating who I was. Yeah. For certain. Right. Prior to our marriage, definitely since. So what, what Ashlyn's gut was telling her in that moment, that uncomfortable, like Kobe's connecting, it, it was true. Yeah. You were connecting with another woman to get some validation. I mean, you weren't like trying to have sex with her or getting her phone number or anything, but it was just a little bit of betrayal right there in that moment. And yeah. with me right next to it, like it happened obviously when I wasn't there right. within work environments, but when it was right in front of me, that was a, it was really scary. Yeah. Because I thought, what is he wow. doing when I'm totally. behind, behind the totally. scenes? Yeah. Because he doesn't think this is wrong. But you know what, Kobe, you just owning that right now in mm -hmm. this moment, that, that creates trust between the two of you. Because think about it, if you, if you sat back and you, you said, well, no, you were, you were just over the top here. You were a little crazy, or I, I meant nothing by it, but deep down you did. Mm -hmm. then, then your honesty and your integrity has now been broken down and you're a less trustworthy man, mm. right? Mm. But so, so think about it. Let's take, go back to my example of me walking a coworker to her car. Mm -hmm. My wife would feel safer and have more trust with me if I could go home and say, hey, I wanted to walk this person to the car because I wanted to flirt with her. And I recognize that and I don't want to do that. As opposed to like, totally. yeah, I walked her to the car and it was nothing. And, but deep down it was something. Mm -hmm. Then she, my, my wife's picking up on my energy. She's picking up on my, this energy the of hesitancy. honesty and transparency and openness. Mm -hmm. And if I'm an open man, I got nothing to hide. She's going to know who I am. Yeah. She's going to trust me. If I'm shady and I'm hiding things, but I'm uh, but but my justification is well, it would hurt her if I told her, and I'm keeping her safe by not telling her. Oh man, these things, right? I'm actually creating this disconnect in our relationship, and that's energy that can be absolutely felt totally by both parties, and the this the the reality of it is, is the addict, me, I diluted myself that it wasn't discernible by Ashlyn, that my lies and my shame were indiscernible. That's how deluded and how much denial that I was I in. I hate to tell you guys, but a woman's intuition is incredible. Yeah. And they can pick up on energy and what's going on. And sometimes they're off, but n not that often. Usually, <laughs> See, Ashlyn I, was on point. Usually if I was always on point. I just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Right. Like, I would just go to him with like, here, I have this like prompting and it was like, no, you don't. <laughs> right. And I was totally. like, okay, I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, how could you How could you not trust your gut when I was like coming back to you, throwing it in your face, at, like four or five fold. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's like, what else are you supposed to think when, when that happens, when I would do that to you? Right. It's a super unfair thing. And honestly, that's a gift that's heaven sent. And I totally shamed you because of it. When in, when in a healthy relationship, what you want to do is empower each other. Totally. Right? If, if she feels something in her gut and, and you, you can hear it and you, you say, wow, like, let's, let's look at who you are here and, and ha be boundaried and be honest and be open about, about what you're feeling here as opposed to let's crazy make and, and turn the tables and get you off your rocker here so that I can get away with this. Totally. Right? So. Okay. So now... Um, this is some of the conversation that we had prior to this episode is 
kind of discussing this and then discussing the deep dive on this. I think the really important piece of this deep dive that we're going to address on uh, on Patreon today is talking about the the head-on collision that transparency and no that safety and transparency um, present is is um, am I safe for my partner? Yes or no? Am am I am I not safe for my partner? Um, yes or no? And then what level of transparency the addicted really is willing to be, and what that looks like? Because that's th- there's a lot of different scenarios that come into that come into play good, on totally. that. Yeah. And I think that's super important as far as like evaluating yourself as the betrayer, as the addicted. Where am I? Because you and let's just be really really honest. There's going to be guys who who will listen to this. Guys and, and women, men and women who are the addicted, who will think to themselves, okay, is my partner legit? Can, are they safe for me? And there's right. going to be some of you who are listening who are like, yes, like, I know that my partner's safe for me. And then there's going to be some who say, okay, well, even though they're safe, why am I not being transparent? Yeah. And more importantly, what's keeping me from versus some are like, yeah, they are safe. And yeah, I'm going to tell them. And, and it's, I, it's a really hard dichotomy to, to think it, through. I like, I like what you're saying, and we'll talk about this on the deep dive, is the process of rebuilding trust um, and, and, and how to be transparent in that process. Mm-hmm. So because like, if you listen to this today, I, I hope what you don't do is go home and pull up the dump truck <laughs> and, and just unload everything oh, onto oh, your no. spouse in totally. one moment. Boom, right? Um, let's walk you through the process of how to start to have a, a relationship built that's on transparency. transparency. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, and, and I will say this too, that the thing that, um, the thing that I feared as the addicted was, was Ashlyn, you finding my phone and just searching. Like even for five minutes, I would be freaking out. Excuse me. And then I would, all, then I would be coming, like figuring out in my head, what is it that I need to be able to do? in order to justify whatever you might find. I was total, I was a total mess. But um, the best thing ever with my phone is that it's totally safe and benign of anything like that. And that feeling of peace and confidence that, that comes because of transparent living is, is one of the most valuable things that I feel inside i remember many times the uncomfortableness of like i need to use your computer i need to use your phone and then even even in the new house that we've only been in six months Mm -hmm. this far into recovery he will still have moments where he says this feels so good that you can just get on my stuff and i don't care so what you guys are saying is it it feels better to just live your life in the light and on the surface than it is to not get caught yeah. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it oh, feels good, I haven't harder, got, but it's not. It, it, oh, it's freeing. It's peace. You, you have to you get through the mud first. It. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then your mud. life's on the surface. You got nothing to hide. Yeah. yeah. It's I agree. A, it's a great feeling. And we'll discuss the, the deeds of that and some of the mar- markers that we, uh, that we used when we went down that path. So guys, thanks for being here. Um, and as far as sharing this episode, best practices with sharing this is, hey, I heard some really cool stuff today on this and these are some takeaways that really spoke to me. How to have honesty in your marriage, yeah. how to and I really create enjoyed safety it. and trust. So here you go, friend. Right? <laughs> Thanks for being here, guys. See ya.